It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, 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 selfish. You're now listening to The Provocation. You're now listening to The Provocation. Real people, real conversation. Real people, real conversation. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Absolutely. Another uh, another vet session for all the nonsense we deal with throughout the week. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. And and part of that nonsense is how my damn Giants played this past Sunday, but we'll, oh, we'll get man. into that. Yeah. We'll get into that, you know. <laughs> but in case they didn't know, you listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to episode 67 in season two of The Provocation. Yes, sir. Like we always say about this time, if you're listening live, we appreciate the love. If you're listening to the archive, we appreciate that, too. Today is October 2nd, 2018, on a Tuesday. Tuesday, cruise day, you know. Yep. Got past Monday, so now it's just about getting over the hump so we can make it to the next weekend. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Yep. You know. But, um... Yeah, man. Uh, not so much going on. Oh, first, uh, congratulations to the to South Norfolk Bulldogs. You know. Okay. All right. Man, I'm 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 an official coach now, bro. I am an official <laughs> coach. 
Yeah. When I say when I say my boys is out there putting in work this Saturday, man, I couldn't be more proud of them, man, because um, mm-hmm. they uh, they they work hard and they definitely deserve every win that they get. Right now, we two and one. We should be three and zero, oh. but um, you know, mm-hmm. first game. You know, we, we were new to the situation as coaches, and I think, you know, the kids were a little nervous because it was their first game, too. They played a tough game, though, but uh, we just weren't able to pull it out. But um, this last game, we, we beat that team, I think it was like 26 to nothing, man. It was just – it was going crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they were going crazy. Um, mm. hands, hands down, I know I keep telling you this, but we got the best defense in the league, hands down. That's my Okay. Point. I hear you. We got – we got some dogs on defense, man. They, um, they, and I'm gonna be generous with this. I think the other team, the whole game, may have got, may have got on offense a total of 50 yards, maybe. Mm. Okay, that's that's the whole game, maybe mm. 50 yards on offense, and we got two interceptions and a fumble recovery. Wow. They were sticking too, and and. We had we had to have over we had to have over two hundred and fifty yards on offense, man. They was they was running all over the place. <laughs> mm. It was it was mm. it was bad, man. It was bad. It was so bad that their their head coach didn't even shake our hand at the end of the game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he's walked off. That's how mad he was. I'm like, this is for the kids, man. It ain't that serious, man. And plus, you if you're supposed to be teaching your kids good sportsmanship, that's not how you do it. You know. Mm. That's not how you do it. But um, we just, we just have to show them what's up. So this is the thing, right? My boys had a little grudge with this team that we played this past Saturday because mm-hmm. a while a while back we scrimmaged each other because we we pretty much we used to practice on the same field, so we just doing a scrimmage one night, and they were talking all types of stuff to my boys, man. They was trying to fight them and everything. So you know us, we were like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. We'll see them during the season. And when we got the chance, none of my boys forgot about that, and they was lighting them boys up this Saturday. It was wow. crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was crazy. So, I don't think we're going to lose another game this season. That's my opinion. Uh, we will definitely be in the playoffs. And okay. uh, if it all works out, we're going to walk away with this championship trophy. And when okay. I say – when I say that would be the ultimate accomplishment for it to be pretty much the first year for all of us coaching, this is the first ever South Norfolk Bulldogs team for the rec center. So oh, okay. If we come up with a championship in the first season, you know, sky's the limit after that. They can't do nothing with us, man. Oh, boy. But, um, yeah, man, so very, very proud of my boys, man. They they put in work. Like I said, you put the work in. Um the result got to be a win on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they did. They went out there and got that win, and now we're preparing for the next game that's coming Saturday. So, good, good. Yeah, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy, man. I'm very proud. Like honestly, I'm still, I'm still kind of living off that high from Saturday, man. That's you know, it was. Just, I know you was telling was me about crazy. it, man. I'm happy for you and your, you and your brothers out there uh, working with the young folks, the young kids, and stuff like that. You guys are yeah. positive role models, and that's always good to have someone that takes interest uh, in you and yeah. help to help to mold and motivate you. Yeah, it's cool. So I, I like I like the bond that we're all forming too, because you know it's funny because some of these kids, 
we picked up, you know, they were like so shy and to themselves and, you know, wouldn't really talk like that. But you can't stop them from talking now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe in practice having a good time, you know what I'm saying, joking with the coaches and everything. We all be cracking uh-huh. jokes. It's just fun, man. It's, we're just having fun. And that's exactly okay. what we wanted it to be, just just having fun. So we're going to keep it going. But um, you know, besides that, I'm just chilling, man, uh, you know, going to work like I usually do, you know, getting everything right for the show, coaching. Mm-hmm. That's all that's mm-hmm. going on on this side. What's going on on your side, man? Oh, we got uh, another weekend uh, barbecue coming up this weekend. And also, I uh, want to give a shout-out to your mother, because this weekend uh, she'll be celebrating her birthday. Uh, so we want to give her a shout-out. Uh, so okay. looking forward looking forward to that. Also, um, oh, I just want to take a moment uh, to express our prayers for the victims Tsunami in Indonesia. Yeah, man, that's terrible. Yeah. So that's, that's um, terrible. Yeah, that's real bad, real bad. Uh, they were saying, man, they was they were showing, man, they were showing like, I, well, the government is saying that that there may be diseases from the bodies that have been recovered, but the bodies haven't even been identified. They dealt. They they dug these mass graves and basically had these people wrapped up in 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 uh, sheets and stuff, man. And just threw them into this grave and just just it was like it, it was like it was really not sensitive at all. But uh, you know, I mean that's that's cr- I mean, what about the families though? Were yeah, they able to at least identify the people before they did? No, wow. they they said. Uh, they, the government was saying, but then I guess either the World Health Organization or somebody said that that wasn't a real threat. Uh, but uh, yeah, and it was like, how how can you uh, at least not make some effort to get uh, maybe some DNA samples or something, uh, you know, and stuff like that. You know, but yeah, that's I've seen that today on the news and so forth. But yeah, so our prayers go out to them, man. Mm. That's that's crazy, man. I, I I don't know how you like. How do you do something like that? How do you just say we're gonna wrap the bodies up and just throw them in a mass grave and just don't don't give a damn how our families feel? You know, man. If you'd have seen. If you'd have seen that when I seen that clip, and I mean they were just throwing bodies, just throwing these wrapped bodies into the, and it's like you can see the bulldozer just pouring dirt over them and stuff like that, man. It was oh like to, to to a family member who doesn't know how their family made out, and to see something like that, man, that's rough. That's rough. Wow, yeah. that's hmm. that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Ah, man. But um, you know, Mother Nature's no joke, man. I don't, I don't know no, how. No, it's not. I don't know how you deal with something like that. I mean, I, I watched the video, and it's just like, it's like a whole ocean just came on onto the yeah. land at one time. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. 
know how you do that. I watched, it's, it was a movie back in the day um, about something like, I forget where it had that, but it was a movie about it. And to see how, you know, the, the, to see how it was in the movie, I know it ain't real life, but right. it was damn near close to it. It was close to it. And to see how, you know, people had to scramble just to hold on to family and, you know, some people trying to hold on to their kids but couldn't and just had to, man, that's uh, that's something I wish I never had to deal with, man. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Mm. That's just crazy. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thoughts and prayers to those people out there, man. Um, I am not feeling the government doing that, though. You can't do that. I mean, unless unless it was a case where, you know, you were able to identify these people and this is something that was okayed by the family due to the situation, then I can understand it. But just to be wrapping people up and throwing them in a mass grave, like, yeah, did, I think, did you identify anybody? Because I think the initial death toll was over over 1,000, but they say it could climb, it could climb up into the thousands. And so if you're dealing with that, it seems like you would have enough medical professionals uh, that could, you know, quickly grab some, get some DNA tissues from people uh, and, and so forth and uh, hopefully help people uh, to identify their family members. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, thoughts and prayers to those people, man. Um, you know, hopefully they're able to move past it. And, you know, I don't know I don't know what's up with the government, but you know maybe somebody could look into that because those those families shouldn't be treated like that. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Hmm. I don't know, but yeah, man. So a lot going on in the world. You know, definitely like we always say, it's a lot going on. This man, this this was a uh, pretty crazy past week. Yeah. What is what is that in the background? What's that? I hear some noise going on in the background. Oh, you might be hearing the, uh, I guess the, uh, is it gone? Yes, it's gone now. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty crazy week, man, with the um, with the Kavanaugh hearings and everything. That was just mm-hmm. a whole circus. That was a straight-up circus. Mm. You know, and... Um, we're going to get into that later, but real quick, man, let's talk about these damn Giants, man. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying okay. We, I'm looking for the day, right? I'm waiting uh-huh. for the day where we can just be consistent. That's all I ask for right. the Giants, man. Yeah. You know, I'm sick of this, like, up and down roller coaster every damn year with the team. Like, as a fan, it's hard dealing with that, man, because it's like they get you so amped up one week, and then you'd be excited to go into the next week just to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, when they won, they won two weeks ago against the Texans. I think it was the Texans, yeah. And, you know, um, it was cool, man, to celebrate that, to get the first win, to kind of, you know, get off that losing streak. But then you come back against a team where everybody thought they you were pretty much counted out against the Saints, let's be honest. Right, right. But no, nobody would have thought 
that the defense will hold them to that many field goals in the game because the Saints are a team that scores about 40 points a game. Right, you know? right, yeah, yeah. So the defense did their job. And it yeah, was like yeah. after, the first, after the first drive for the offense when they took it down 70 yards and scored, you, they couldn't do nothing after that. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about against one of the worst defenses in the league, at least one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first thing people want to do, you know, because we all love Eli, and I love Eli too, man. But, you know, how long are we going to keep blame, blaming the offensive line? How long are we going to keep doing that? Right. You know, you know, everybody can have an elite offensive line, but it's up to the quarterback to make them look good. You understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I want somebody to I want somebody to come to me and tell me a time where the Green Bay Packers, since Aaron Rodgers has been quarterback, has had an elite offensive line. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. But you know mm-hmm. what? That does not that does not stop Aaron Rodgers from doing what he does every damn Sunday. You talk, first of all, you talk about a man doing this uh, basically with a bum knee, still scrambling mm-hmm. around, get, getting plays off, hitting his wide receivers in stride and everything. You know, mm. so first thing people want to do is say, oh, you know, Eli ain't got no time and blah, 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 this and that. But when you go back and look at the film, the time is there. He's just not taking the risk. Mm-hmm. You know, he's scared to take a risk. When you have an elite player at wide receiver like an Odell Beckham Jr., mm-hmm. if I can get him one-on-one, one-on-one with anybody, I'm going to throw him the ball to see if he can make a play. It's simple right. as that. And I watched the play from this past game where I think it was like third or 14 or something like that. The pocket was fine. The offensive line did what they were supposed to do. But, you know, Eli kept backing up. And you keep backing up, that means the defensive ends, they can get around the offensive tackles and get right to you. Yeah. If he would have stayed in the pocket, he had Odell Beckham down the field for about a 25, 30-yard game. Easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what does he do? He's backing up and then throws a check down to the, to the wide receiver to the side for like five yards on third and 14. What sense did that make? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I love Eli Manning, man. I do. You know, I can't – honestly, it ain't a lot of teams that can go into a season – and pretty much be guaranteed to have their starting quarterback for all 16 games. Ain't a lot of teams mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the league that can say that, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the one mm-hmm. thing, that's the one thing that Eli has above everybody else is that he does not get hurt, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it don't mean nothing if you ain't putting up numbers, man. Right, yep. It don't mean nothing. I look I look at the past couple games, though. Like, listen, here's, a, here's a crazy stat right here. In four games, do you know that Odell Beckham doesn't have one touchdown? Mm. He don't have one mm. touchdown in four games. Zero. Mm. Okay? So, I go back and look at film from some of these games. I've seen about four different occasions where he should have had a touchdown. And Eli didn't give him the ball. Mm. So, 
at this point, um, the Giants did everything they could do around Eli to accommodate him. They gave him a but he got a bunch of weapons all over the field. You got a stud wide receiver. You got a stud tight end. Actually, you got two stud wide receivers. You got a stud tight end. You got a stud running back. You got two or three new pieces on the offensive line to protect you better. What else can we do for you at this point? What else? Mm-hmm. And you got a solid defense. So what else mm. can we do for you? That's all I want to know. Mm. Mm. You know, that's that's the most frustrating thing at this point. And it, it, at this time, man, like I said, it's only four games, so we still got a long season. Okay. I ain't I ain't giving up hope just yet. <laughs> but he, Eli has he has to step up, man. It's it's really no excuse for him this year. It's really no excuse. Mm. No excuse. If I put any other quarterback in Eli's position right now with the weapons we have on this offense, they might end up being the MVP of the league. I'm just going to be honest. Mm. Matter of fact, check this out. What if I put Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback of the Giants right now? Mm. He would go crazy. You're talking about he would have Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram. You give Aaron Rodgers four weapons like that? Oh my God! Oh my God! He's probably gonna throw for mm. over five thousand yards in one season, guaranteed. Mm. And I'm like, what else can we do for you, Eli? What else? So mm. I don't know, man. I think I think his era might be up, man. I think it's um. You know, we didn't draft a quarterback this year. We chose to take a running back instead. And I and I don't disagree with that decision because I think he was just too talented to pass up on, okay? Mm-hmm. But um, if if the young boy – we actually, we did draft a quarterback this year, but we got him in like the third or fourth round. So if he ain't the next guy, um, this next draft, the only thing you should be focused on doing is getting the quarterback. I'm sorry because mm-hmm. I think the Eli era is up. It's up. You know, I think, see, this, this coaching staff, we had, it's a new coaching staff and a new general manager, right. Right? right? right. So, basically, they don't, they don't have any ties to Eli. They don't owe Eli anything. They can make a change anytime they want to. And, honestly, in my personal opinion, I think that if we don't see a, a better improvement over these next two games – I wouldn't doubt if they let the if they let one of the young boys get a chance at quarterback. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't even doubt it. Mm. So we're gonna see what happens, man. We got the we got the damn the, we got the Panthers this this uh, weekend. That's probably gonna be a loss right there because they got one of the best defenses in the league. And our offense mm. ain't doing it. Actually, you know what? You know what? This this be the games where the Giants tend to show up. When you think they they gonna get their behind whip. Then all of a sudden yeah. they turn into this team that you thought they was going to be. So this this could be mm. one of those type of games. But I I'm not holding my breath because I probably die. Okay. <laughs> you know. But I just had to get that out of the way, man, because I was I was pretty upset about this past this past Sunday because you couldn't ask anything else from your defense. They were in the red zone five times and all they got was field goals each time. 
We're talking about the mm. Saints. Mm. Wow. They score about yeah. 40 points a game. All the office had to do was just try to score some type of way every time they touched the ball. That's all our office had to do. That's it. Mm-hmm. And we could have won the game. But what happens? You keep, you keep dilly-dabbing all the way to the end where the defense starts to get tired, and all of a sudden now they start moving the ball and scoring touchdowns on us. And that's what happened. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened in the game. Yeah. So it just is what it is at this point. I love the Giants, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll never be a fair-weather fan because you know, I believe blue. But that don't mean I, mean. I can't be pissed off. <laughs> you see know what I'm saying? I but it is what it is, man. Mm. But um, yeah, man. So I guess moving right along. If y'all listening, it's the provocation, real people, real conversations. You want to join the convo? It's five one six four one eight five four six seven, or you can hit us up on Twitter at the underscore provocation, and that's with an eight and not an A. So mm-hmm. real quick, man, because. You know, we we gonna have to talk about this real quick. Okay. How about uh, how about your boy Kanye West on Saturday Night Live, man? You know what? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. What's, uh, what's I don't. I don't watch Kanye, man. I mean, because I, I don't know. It's just I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, man. I think that um, I think it's possible, man. He might have some type of mental illness, man, because it's like mm-hmm. it's never it's never consistent with him. It's like he comes out with these crazy statements, and then within a couple of days, he's kind of like pulling back on it, um, saying that he wish he didn't say that or this ain't what he really meant. So I'm trying to figure out, um. Your mother ain't tell you to think before you speak. Yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, see, and on top of that, I know he ain't he ain't like the uh it ain't his job to be a role model for anybody. You know what I'm saying? But I think right. at the end of the day it comes with the territory. And a lot of people feel let down based on the comments and stuff that he's made lately. Like this this last thing, talking about they was bullying him not to wear his hat out on the stage and stuff like that. I'm trying to figure out how is that possible when all the promotions leading up to it, you had the hat on. So right. when exactly yeah. were you bullied? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when, when exactly were you bullied? Ain't talking about some make America greater thing, great again is, is something positive. No, it's negative because of what one man did with that statement. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the baggage that comes behind it now. Right. You know? And I also want to ask you, when, for us, for our people, when exactly was America great? Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to know that. <laughs> you yeah. know, we are, we, I think pe- people who, who do the research, we understand that the Democrats, they do some shady stuff too. Yeah. You know, nobody's sitting here, nobody's sitting here saying that, you know, Let's just forgive the Democrats for everything they did because the Republicans are so bad. No. The Republicans are terrible. But at this point in time, um, the only chance we got is these Democrats. 
And we can still we can check them on things that they do that we don't agree with. But the only ones seem to be showing some type of common sense right now are the Democrats. Because I don't know what's going on with the Republicans at this point. I don't mm-hmm. even know if you can still call them Republicans. Can you still call them Republicans? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you might call them uh, Trumpites or something like that, man. Because something like they're that. definitely or Trump Republicans or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'm like, I'm just so confused. But you know what, man? You know what I noticed, too? And this ain't nothing against that family. But it seems mm-hmm. like everybody that gets involved, everybody that gets involved with them Kardashians, man, they, they, they tend to turn crazy or something, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. They Look, now they, they're some beautiful women. But if that's what it's going to be like, or that's what I'm going to turn into by dealing with one of them, I'm going to pass. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm good on that. Right. Yeah. I just don't I don't understand I don't understand uh where it's coming from. They talking about some abolish the thirteenth thirteenth amendment. What? Oh <laughs> hell no. Mm. Isn't the thirteenth amendment what ended slavery? Thanks so I think so. Uh, yeah. So mm. what what are you saying? Well, you know, I I just, like you said, I think he speaks without thinking. And then, like you said, he comes back later. And I guess after maybe he spoke with some people on it and stuff like that, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, if you, if you cannot, Articulate your politics any better than that. I think it's best that um, <laughs> I think it's best that you keep quiet, you know, rather than say something that you may regret or come back later and try to uh, modify. Uh, I just think uh, some things you you guys said leave it to the people who are more more comfortable with it, but. Yeah, I've, 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 uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't even speak to it, man, because Kanye is just, you know, ever since that time, uh, and I can understand that when, when uh, we had Hurricane Katrina and and all those people were stranded and so forth, and I guess they had one of those fundraising uh, events on t- television, and he came out and said. Uh, President Bush don't like black folks. Well, right. I think that I think I think that applies more to Trump than 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 Bush. You know, at least uh, at least Bush did talk about uh, compassionate conservatism and so forth. But uh, I don't know how compassionate it turned out to be, and the fact that he talked about no child left behind. Uh, which is a catchy slogan, but in fact, uh, monies were left behind and all that kind of stuff there. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't understand things, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't get the whole. Well, you know, I, I thought it was funny when he said that 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 Bush don't like black people. I thought it was funny. I didn't really get the, the impression of Bush that he was a racist. I didn't get that impression. Okay. No, and I think 
I think when he said that, and I said to your mother, uh, I said it's a good thing that brother can sing, man, because I think he had he had, he had I think he had a Pepsi, a spokesperson for Pepsi, and I think they dropped him within a month, yeah. a month or less after he came out with that statement and so forth, you know. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's evidence. There's evidence that points to uh, Trump. If you go with the Central Park Five, if you go to uh, not renting housing to uh, minority tenants and so forth, there's a, there's a track record, you know, uh, behind Trump's conduct. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you can get if 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 your if your father or someone practice something, and you want to show that you're not your father. You can do things to to clear that up, but I don't think he's done anything in that regards. And uh, you know, I just can't. I can't. Now when I hear, I just look at the headlines and I see Kanye, and then I just, just scroll on past it, man. Right. Yeah, I just I don't I don't you know I, I don't know he's um. I think he's letting a lot of people down, man. I think, you know, people in positions who have a voice like he has, you know, we, we, we look to them for help. Like, I know you, you know where you came from. You came from the areas we live in. You know what we deal with. Can you be that voice to, to show other people what it's like? You know what I'm saying? To, to make them understand where we coming from. That's fine for to him. Now, I don't, you know, I don't expect it from them because he's not obligated. But I think right. us as fans, we look for it like, I know he understands. He's from Chicago. I know he understands what we go through on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like, can, can you please try to make these people understand? And then, you know, to give, you kind of give everything that Trump's doing credibility when you sit there and be like, you know, you're meeting with him and all this stuff like that. And then, you know, he don't say anything about Kanye West until Kanye says something nice about him or his sure, movement because he sure. was quick to he's quick to tweet out, you know, um, I don't watch the, the failing Saturday Night Live, but I heard Kanye West is, you know, like come on, man. Every time it's well, about you, you want to you make a comment like that's it's, it's so pathetic. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, he's, 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 he's it's sad, but this guy's our president. He's he's, he's like a child, man. He craves yeah. he craves uh, praise and stuff like that. He's talking about something. He was at a rally. And he was saying, yeah, Kim Jong Un wrote him this beautiful letter. Or I believe we're in love. What kind of stuff is that? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's just aggravating. It's like I'm so I'm so sick of seeing him on TV, man. Like I'm I'm just at this point, it's just like Trump overload. What 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 other nonsense is he, is he going to say today? You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's such an ar- a arrogant, narcissistic prick, man. Seriously, that's that's, mm-hmm. that's that's what he is. You know? It's just I don't know how people think that this is a positive thing. Well, Where? You like, know- what, this is. Like this is the example you want for your kids. This is what you you want them to follow. This this is what you want them to be like. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. 
You know, I'm fortunate that my daughters got to see President Obama, man, that they got to actually um, be aware of what was going on and, and to listen to him speaking, seeing how he carried himself and, and the respect that he gave people and the way that he treated his wife and his kids. I'm so glad that they were able to see that because mm-hmm. who knows who knows what their mentality would have been um, seeing this guy. Well, they wouldn't have uh, definitely it, it – well, even if Obama had done not even uh, a tenth of the things that Trump has done, they would already be talking impeachment and stuff like that. So, and um, I'm just glad that he represented he represented us well. And even though uh, there are some who feel that he could have did more, but he's the president of the United States. So when you when you think that you are trying to uh, when you think that you're trying to improve the employment situation, that you're improving it for everybody. And, uh, but sometimes you may need programs because of certain communities that are suffering. Like the unemployment rate was usually uh, double digits in the minority community. So that may require a, a special targeting and so forth. And uh, I didn't think he had programs out there I think one of them was like my brother's keeper or something like that, and and I think he did have programs out there, but you know, so we weren't we weren't necessarily um, everything that he did that we necessarily approved of, but we understood that uh, he was the president of the United States, and uh, so that he has to you know come across that way. And so forth, and he did an excellent job. Him and his family, his whole family, did an excellent job. I mean, you don't hear, yeah, you don't hear a lot of the uh, scandals and things that you hear, or that you're constantly hearing. It's like almost every week, every week there's some some new revelation or something, you know. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mention that because I just got a new revelation while we were on the phone about Mr. Trump. So. Okay. Basically, the New York Times says that he helped his parents evade taxes, including instances of outright fraud in the 1990s in order to grow the fortune that he got from his parents. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was on the news uh, before the podcast. And they were talking about, because Trump was always saying he had gotten this $1 million loan from his father. And he, yeah. he, he, he took that loan and created the wealth and all that that he he has today. But in fact, if you go back into that time, New York Times article, they were saying his father, his father would like Trump would have these, I guess, these uh, these uh, these uh, different investments and stuff like that, and they would they would they would go south. And his father was like yeah. his personal piggy bank that would always bail him out. And uh, I think he, uh, at the end, I think his father left him basically with the bulk of his estate, which was about like $400 million, you know? So it's not like he's a self-made billionaire. Uh, His father was his personal financier, you know, that bailed him out of a lot of the poor decisions uh, that he made and so forth. Well, apparently, looks like they are 
trying to force him to release his taxes. His taxes, basically. So I'm like, at the end of the day, it's like finally. I mean, I don't know why you didn't do that in the first place. If you know you investigating all these financial things going on, I would think that's the first piece of information you would want is those tax returns to see exactly think, what he's doing. Yeah, I think too. Like if you like like a lot of this stuff that he did with his father, they they, they had all these different, they like these shell companies and stuff like that, and. Uh, I think the statute of limitations has passed on it, but they were also saying in that article, or someone was saying on the on one of the programs that if you have a history of conducting yourself a certain way, do you all of a sudden change? You know, right. from what you've been known to do in the past, and I think that's where he's talking about you know, you would be crossing this red line, but I think if the Treasury Department and this is why it's so important that each of the democratic institutions uh, somewhat be independent of the executive branch where they they can't control uh, but his personal from what the from what the commentators were saying, his personal finances, I think the Treasury can look into and so forth. Yeah. And that gets involved with the IRS and all of that and everything. So uh, it's no telling. Uh, and he's talking about uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, this New York Times article is defamatory, but like possibility of a lawsuit. And he throws that thread out a lot, but the New York Times, I'm assuming, I think they've done, uh, according to their own uh, that own their article, they've done extensive research and have subpoenaed and have gotten uh, financial records to substantiate a lot of what that article is saying. So I think if he's talking about suing the New York Times, I guess the New York Times would come off. Yeah, I mean, he always talks about that suing stuff. He still say he's gonna sue those ladies that accused him of, uh, you know, all that, all that stuff he was talking before. But he ain't ever do that, did he? That's he said that is rally, right? All those people, they're all yeah. liars. I'm gonna sue them all. That didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah I wonder why a, not. Yeah, because I mean, some people. Well, it's evident he admitted to. It. As a matter of fact, I think he had something where I've seen something where he wants the courts to make Stormy Daniels adhere to the agreement, I guess, that was supposedly made and all that kind of stuff there. So basically he's trying to shut her down and so forth, you know. And uh, I mean, like I said many times before, I mean, this is this is like the twilight zone as far as uh, presidential administrations. I mean, in my lifetime, since I've been old enough yeah. to vote and uh, to be concerned about uh, presidential politics, I have never seen anything as worse as this. 
it, yeah, I mean, it's it's bad. But what makes it worse is kind of like um, how just the people you thought that at least had common sense just turn a blind eye to it and just let let them run crazy in the White House. When you know yeah. they har- they harped on the small the it the most smallest thing they can pick with Obama, they made the biggest deal out of it every single time. Yeah, which I don't understand. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's ridiculous. It's like the rules. The rules are the rules are tossed out when it involves. It seems anything that involves Trump. It seems that well, his people, his his true followers, will believe everything he says. Everything else, everything else, is ignored by them. So. Um, I, I don't see any. These are like people that have, have actually, basically, they've been brainwashed. And uh, like I said, I mean, yeah, I love having uh, Obama as our president, but I, I'm not so infatuated with him being the president that I would be brainwashed to things that he do that were clearly, that were clearly against the law. Because I'm looking at myself. If I have to. If I have to honor the laws and so forth of the country, then he should have to honor them as well. So you can't turn a blind eye just because it's a person that you like. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like uh, what happened with Bill Cosby because I you know I was a real Cosby fan and so forth, but I was disappointed. Uh, if he did, though, if he, he looked like he did him because he's guilty. He, he was found guilty, put it that way. But what I'm saying is that if if he if he did those things, then he has to own up to it and he has to pay the price. And but I, what should be happening is that justice should, in fact, be blind, meaning that uh, regardless of who you are, if you did these things. Then and this is the penalty. Then everybody that falls into that category must pay the same penalty. Yeah, see, see, that's what makes sense to me. Like, okay, I like Bill Cosby too. You know, I grew up watching him on TV, enjoyed the Cosby Show and everything that he did. But I know if in fact he did what they claimed him to do, or which he obviously it must have because he got convicted for it, then he got he got he got to face the circumstances. Like I understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's okay it's okay to like somebody, but still disagree with what they do, and realize right. that they have to face the consequences. It's okay to do that. So I'm trying to figure out how the other side don't understand that. Like it's okay if you like Trump, you like you like his, you like his style or whatever. That's fine. But you, you got to call him out on the bullshit too. Like you can't just say, mm-hmm. "Oh, let's make a pass for everything that he did just because I like him." Well, nobody's questioning that you like him, but we're but what we what we are seeing now is that you really don't have a problem with the things that he does, which makes mm-hmm. me believe that you you probably feel the same way. So when people mm-hmm. say, "Oh, well, I'm, I'm not racist just because I voted for Trump," well, you gotta understand why people may have an issue with that or may not believe you because he's done some racist things that you made excuses for. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Yeah, I agree. That's crazy. 
So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's, what, what, this is what scares me the most, right? This is what scares me the most. Um, Trump's approval rating is about what? 30-something percent? 33%? Well, they're saying, they saying lately they're saying it's starting to creep back up into, I guess, the low 40s or something to that effect. So, I don't know. You know, because you keep hearing different things. Like two weeks earlier, I heard it was here. Now I'm hearing that it's creeping upward because they're saying what I what I recently heard is recently as maybe yesterday, I think they were saying that the House that it sounds like the Democrat. Well, they were saying it was a possibility that the Democrats could win 35 seats, and now they're saying that have been lowered maybe by at least five seats because his approval has ticked up a bit, you know, and so forth. So you don't know because he can turn around and say something or do something that causes it to go down again. So you really don't know. We won't know. We really won't know until uh, election day. Well, at the end of the day, we we know it's low, so let's just look at that, right? Let's just say, let's yeah. say it's forty percent, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know it ain't I know it ain't the whole country doing the survey, but I'm assuming that's a couple what, at least a couple hundred thousand people, right? At least. Okay. So let, let's just say that there's a hundred thousand people that think just like him walking around the streets right now. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a scary thing to think about. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Let's if you just do my area. Let's just say what if forty percent of my area thought like him, and I walk past mm-hmm. people every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that wasn't that wasn't my belief before Trump. That wasn't my belief about America. My belief is that most people are like me with just common sense, just want to do what they do, obey the laws, pay their taxes, and live a good life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm-hmm. And make sure their kids, their kids are safe and they can do the same. I, I thought that that's the majority of people around me. Well, mm. I mean, it's still the majority, but to think that maybe 40% of those people really just have a different agenda. Yeah. That's crazy. And if, and if, if, we're, if we're looking at what that agenda is supposed to be, that's scary to me. If we, if this is what we see every day, the type of things that take place because of this particular administration. That's scary to me. That is, if at least 40% of people have the same point of view. Yeah, I mean, they're saying those people, like, okay, okay, the thing today was that and they believe a lot of the Republicans who are um, is like basically not not basic, but say a white male dominated party, old white males, and so forth. So they're feeling now they're feeling that, that they're the victims now because they're saying basically that uh, you can be accused uh, by. A, a woman of doing something, and now they saying that you are guilty 
before proven innocent. Now they understand, and I think somebody actually came out today uh, on one of the news shows. I think it was a, uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think it was Nicole Wallace, and I think it was a uh, Sam Stein, and he was saying basically that there's a racial component to that too because. How about blacks who I often feel that way, that they are guilty until proven innocent. Right. You know, so, I mean, you know, you, you hey, hey, we know how that feels. We understand how that feels and so forth. Right. But I, I, I uh, you know, and that's, that's where we're getting at now. And then they get to the point where they're saying, okay, because it happened so long ago, but now, uh, Okay, the, the statute of limitations has passed. So as far as Brett Kavanaugh, let's use him as an example. As far as Brett Kavanaugh, right. uh, he's not going to be he's not he's not going to be tried for anything, not that I'm aware of, because the statute of limitations has passed. Okay, but he right. he is seeking a position. He's going his 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 Senate hearings were like a job interview. For them to approve him to the highest court in the land, and so that's what he's going on. He's going on a job interview, and if you went on a job interview and conducted yourself in the manner that he conducted himself on, you would not have that job. Hey, look, you know, you know, what I think about Brett Kavanaugh. Oh hell no! <laughs> Look, this is my thing, man. Okay. Because mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's go ahead. Let's, let's jump into the uh, Kavanaugh hearings. Cause this was just this was just a, a whole circus, crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I watched um, I watched the young lady's testimony. What's her name? Uh, Doctor Ford. Ford. Doctor Ford, right? Yeah. Watched the testimony. Um, you know, I didn't. You know, I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people. And if she's not telling the truth, then I think that she's an excellent actress. Absolutely. Because I felt like everything she was saying was legit. You could tell that she's a psychiatrist, so she she was she's she's very confident in her beliefs about what happened. Mm-hmm. She's explaining it in medical terms and everything. So I I think that she was very truthful uh, with her testimony. Now, here's my thing, right? <clears throat> Keep in mind, too, Republicans hired a prosecutor to interview her. Now, one of them said, any, except, for, except for Grassley, but he was basically just explaining the rules, right, announcing right, you know, right, their perspective, right. blah. And then he would, you know, speak up for the senator whose turn it is, and then the prosecutor would speak in their place. Now, mm-hmm. um, even with that, I mean, there were some moments where I was like, okay, maybe she could explain that a little bit further. But I still thought what she was saying was legit. So let's flip the cabin on now, yo. Now, this, this right here should scare anybody anywhere. Okay, this this is why, you know, they talk about the Democrats are whining and they're trying to hold off until after election. If 
after his performance, you should know exactly why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. Because mm-hmm. basically, for, for what I've seen, you're looking, at, you're looking at basically putting a Donald Trump in the Supreme Court. That's what, that's what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you're doing. This dude came up there. Now, he could approach this two different ways. If I'm innocent, I'm like, you know, the allegations against me over these past couple of weeks have really upset me. Um, I am no way not suggesting that Dr. Ford didn't have something happen to her and that somebody did this to her. But I am 100% confident it was not me. I will submit to any FBI investigation or any type of investigation you need me to do in order to prove that. Mm-hmm. That's me. Because if I knew I didn't do something like that, mm-hmm. I'm cooperating in the foot. I'm cooperating completely. It's, it's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Okay? Mm-hmm. He chose to take yeah. the approach where he was like, he was like, basically, um, this is a joke. I don't really give a damn about what you think. All y'all who, who don't like me, who are Democrats, y'all can all kiss my ass. Um, I'm the man, and no matter what you do, I'm going to be on the Supreme Court, bottom line. That, that's basically his approach. My mm-hmm. man went to, he went into blame, he blamed the Clintons as far as revenge. He said it was like some kind of liberal, liberal group funding this whole thing going on, and yo, that's the same exact thing Trump would do, or he does on a daily basis. That's the same exact thing, yo. That's what's, that's exactly what's been going on, and I know we kind of, sometimes we mix the two, but this whole thing with the uh, collusion thing, that's what the Republicans are doing. They sent, they, they released certain parts of, of uh, statements and so forth that that it leaves so when the Democrats come out and release the whole transcript, you get a different read. But even that one thing that they got released and it turned out not to be turned out to be nothing basically is, is what the Republicans had subpoenaed and they released it and it turned out to be a bunch of nothing, basically. It was about the Pfizer course and Howie, uh Carter Page and all of that. So but like what you're saying here, what what got me when he started his testimony, and he came and said, "This is the the the, the Democrats are upset behind." That was yeah. he was channeling Trump at that exact yeah, moment. Saying, that's that's exactly he, what he was saying. That's exactly what he says on a daily basis, man. Yes, he was channeling Trump, saying they're upset about the 2016 election. And it's the Clintons and all that and the left-wing conspiracy. And he said, he called it, he says it was a search and destroy mission and so forth. And he was very disrespectful. So right there you have a, you have a person that's applying to, this, to be the Supreme Court justice who is supposed to be able to show temperament. Now, now, they said, uh, one of our senators here, Senator uh, Toomey, saying that, uh, that you could go back to his 12 years on the, I guess, the circuit court and show that where he showed 
that he had temperament. Yeah, that was that was okay. That's the twelve years that he served on the circuit court. But now, right then, last week in front of Congress, he did not show temperament, and it's caused people to question whether or not he can be an unbiased juror, you know, in the, yes, whether or not he could be an unbiased juror, you know, in listening to cases, in listening to cases uh, that might come before him, you know? I mean, just, yeah. just think about it now, right? You see, the, you see the way that he reacted or the way that he was speaking back to those Democratic senators? Yeah. That's just, it was, it was so disrespectful. So let me ask you this, right? Let's just say there's a case maybe against one of the Democrats who's a senator that mm-hmm. has to be pre- pre- uh, presented in front of the Supreme Court. And then you have Brett Kavanaugh as a judge? You think he's on a real yeah. thing? Well, you, you, you are very... Uh-huh. Go ahead. After, after that explosion, on a way that he conducted himself, do you think that he would actually give a Democrat a fair shot in any case you know, towards the Supreme Court? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it brings into question his ability to be an impartial juror or an impartial justice uh, when hearing when hearing the case that come before him, that brings into question that definitely does that. You know, I would be concerned if I had something going before him and, uh, you know, and I was one of those democratic senators and something to that effect, you know, I I, I would have some concerns, you know, now he may understand that. Go ahead. You know, know what's crazier too, man. This is is why I like, this is why there's such a disgust towards the Republicans right now, because they're such hypocrites, man. Seriously, they, yeah. they are such yeah. hypocrites. Yeah. Miss yeah. McConnell didn't. Miss McConnell didn't even want Kavanaugh as the pick for the Supreme Court. He didn't even want him. Mm-hmm. He, he was trying to sway Donald Trump away from him by picking for picking another guy. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. we just we just fall right at, we fall right in line, especially with with allegations like this. This wouldn't further yeah. complicate you as to why he shouldn't pick this person. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the backbone, man? Where's the backbone for either party at this point in time, man? I really, well, I know the Republicans, uh, with the exception, and, 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 and like you say, and, and I think he even came out and admitted it, uh, basically, uh, Jeff Flake. That if he was seeking re-election, he would not. He probably would not be pushing like he's pushing now, because he knows, you know, he's not running again. Basically, you know. Yeah. Flake, Flake is exactly what his last name say is. He's a flake. That's what he is. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody want to be a tough guy when they're on their way out of out of the city yep. or out of Congress or whatever. But we don't mm-hmm. need you to do it then. We need we needed you to do that for us when you were already in office or when you plan on running again. You know, we, that's what we need you to do. Don't be a tough guy on the way out. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, like, I mean, honestly, man, I, you know, I, I, I'm cool with Jeff Flake getting it extended for an extra week. That's cool. You know, maybe maybe we can find something to finally get this dude, get him out of there, man. But 
should have took all that for you to realize that this may, like, this may make sense. Like, okay, maybe I do believe that Kavanaugh, but I don't really see any harm in doing the FBI investigation. You know, what, what would be the harm in that if he didn't do anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't the average person think that, okay, maybe you have something to hide now because everybody's fighting so hard for this not to happen when it literally makes sense because you're appointing somebody for a lifetime position, basically, in the Supreme Court. Yep. Yep. Like, and, how, and how does he, that look, having, having that type of stain on your, on your record? Like, you know, this guy may have sexually assaulted a young girl, but you know what? He ended up on the Supreme Court. And the thing about it, the person that just got on the Supreme Court, what, last year, near Gorsuch? Yeah. Gorsuch. Uh, he didn't have that. Those type of issues didn't come up during his confirmation. So, you know, so it's not like, uh, you know, they're just singling him out. It's just that that he has issues that need to be further investigated. And did he lie to uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee? you know, when he was up there testifying. And so now they say if he did that, that would be a non-star. That would be, he would be, he would be, he would be, they would, they would let him, they would vote him, vote no, you know? Man, this, this, this is my thing, man. First of all, he might, he might be an alcoholic. Let's just, be, let's just keep it real. He might be an alcoholic mm-hmm. on the low. But mm-hmm. we'll get into that. But my thing is this, you know, like I said, man, if you know you didn't do anything, are you not completely cooperating with everybody who can actually get other people to think the same thing too? Like if I know the FBI can come back and clear my name, people are going to take that as gospel because it's the FBI. I have yeah. no problem submitting to an interview or giving you anything you need. I can tell you. I may not know exactly what happened that day, but I can pretty much let you know if that was even within the realm of something that occurred within my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what's the cat and mouse game if you had nothing to hide. Like, what if nobody else see that? Like, I know if anybody out here, if it was a matter of them exposing the truth or going to jail, knowing you're not innocent, you're going to do everything you can in order to expose the truth, bottom line, no matter what yeah. the consequences may be. Yeah. It may ruin some relationship or whatever. You're going to expose it because you know you're innocent of doing something that crazy. Mm-hmm. And for him to be like, so like, uh, look, um, I didn't do that. It's a lie. You know, like, you know, here, you know, tell me, tell me it wasn't crazy when that man put out a calendar. Seriously? Yeah. You was keeping yeah. calendars. You was keeping calendars back then of everything you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. I don't, listen. The only times I've been keeping it since I've been working. That's it. I don't ever remember <laughs> as a kid keeping a calendar, letting you know, do what I did every damn day. That's damn near a diary. I thought girls did that. Well, no, don't, don't say that. I I had a diary too, you know. But I, you know, <laughs> I did for yeah. I had I had a diary for a little while, but I was only in uh, I think I was only in uh elementary school at that time, you know, and stuff like that, you know. 
But uh, no, I mean, he, uh, I mean, to pull out a calendar like that, and then they got the things that he says, he he defines it as something else than what it actually means, and all that kind of stuff there. So, but you're right. If you if you know, but see, that's that's part of it too, Rob. Now, what happens is that, okay, all of those previous investigations or background checks that the FBI did, nobody may have ever brought up an allegation such as this. Now, once that allegation comes up, uh, then you have to, you need to, you should, you should follow up on it to see is there any validity to it. That would, and then. Right. Uh, uh, like you said, if, if 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 she took, even though they say lie detectors are not admissible in court, but it would it would just make you feel a lot more comfortable that yeah, I took the lie detector test and boom, 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 you know. You know so, I don't know, man. Yeah, I just think I, I they. Uh, yeah, I think the Republicans I, I wanted to get down case. to a yeah to a he said she said thing. That's what they try. They're trying to keep it at that level, and uh, they're trying to hurry it up so that no other people will come out and, uh, you know, start coming out with stories, you know? Uh, how, how And how about Lindsey Graham, man? Hell no. Yeah. Lindsey Graham made a complete ass out of himself during the hearings, man. Seriously. That's, that's, yes, that's the way I looked at him. I was like, you're like, you're like a complete ass right now. Seriously. I mean, and he was. Do, let me let me ask you a question, man. Is it possible? Okay, I don't know. This you know, this is kind of a joke, but I'm also pretty serious about it too. Okay, is it possible that those old people that are in you know the Congress and the Senate or whatever are experiencing maybe a little dementia right now? Is that possible? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm just saying, like, you know, cause some, some of them are up there in age. I'm like, yeah, yeah. is it possible yeah. that maybe a little Alzheimer's may be creeping in or something? You know what I'm saying? They're just stuck in their ways. Like, yeah. They're just stuck and living the same life every day. And in some cases, you do see that sometimes by the behavior that they exhibit. But what I think, Ron, I think I think a lot of those people being the age and stuff that they in could probably identify with 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 Kavanaugh and they did some crazy shit too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's right. See that's what I'm saying, like that, that's how I know it's two different life well in most cases, I would say there's two different lifestyles um, when it comes to these groups. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people of color, minorities, and white people. You know, there's a, and this is just this is this is even like, you know, just on like a friendly level too. You can see that there's just a difference. Like they just party different than the way we party. You feel mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I ain't, I ain't with the parties where you, you, you know, you spiking the punch 
just to get females toe up and stuff like that. I ain't with those types of parties, man. Because, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, I ain't trying to go to jail. That's number one. Yeah. Okay. But apparently this is like the type of parties they like having back in the day. And it was just, it was known to happen. That's why, you know, don't, don't drink the punch. You know, don't leave your drink around. Always come. Y'all always taught me that. You said if you if you out in the club, make sure your drink is always next to you or put something over it. You always told me that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, we look to avoid those type of situations, but apparently this is what was going on back in the day. This is yeah. they just they party different, which which may be the reason why none of this seems like outrageous to them. Like, well, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a party. That's just what we did. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, that's one of the things that we try to. I know I try to uh, uh, stress to you, and uh, you know, other people have stressed it to, especially your, with their sons. They, they, they stress this. You can't do, you cannot do what right. some other people do. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You can't, and it's understood. That is understood. And you may feel that, well, he did it. Why can't I do it? Well, no, it don't quite work like that. You know, it don't nah, work nope. like that. And I've seen that happen where people, you know, where they did things, and they said other people have done worse. Yeah, but you can't do that. You just can't do that, you know. Right. And uh, you got to keep that in mind, man. But the key, the key to, I think, in life is that you treat others like you want to be treated. And yeah. I think as long as you know the difference between right and wrong, I think that's a pretty good guide as to how you go through life. You know, understanding that this is right, this is wrong. You know, you can't do this, you know, and stuff like that. So that's what I try to stress to people, you know. Yeah, man. It's crazy, man. I don't know. Yeah, but Instagram was crazy, man. Yeah. This is the crazy thing, right? This this is crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Now, he, he really thought he was doing something, right? Because he was like, all you want to do is to try to keep delaying this until, you know, you can win in 2020 and you can, you can fill the seat. I'm like, isn't that what y'all just did for the last, what, two years of Obama's presidency? Yeah, see, then he throws it up. You, you tell President Obama that I voted for two. I voted for two. That has nothing to do with it. That has nothing to do. And I understand. I do understand that, yes, the president gets to pick his nominee. And if you don't have any, other than the fact you oppose the person's policies and things that, but that wasn't, that wasn't just that. It was other stuff that uh, Kavanaugh had did while he was working. Uh, He had gotten some he had gotten from uh, from one of the confirmation hearings, I guess the one that he went for before this, uh, where he's on the circuit court or something like that. Uh, he had gotten these questions from the Democrats. Uh, somebody had had, had uh, snuck him those these questions and so forth, and he denied that. But it had it had on there 
what was a spy or something to that effect, you know. And he denied that kind of stuff there. So he's been a shady, he's been a shady character and so forth, you know. So that's what that's what caused him to get a lot of attention. Like I said, uh the guy that uh Trump nominated the first round, uh, he didn't have all these types of issues come out. Yeah, there are people that may not have liked his, uh, because they get this list is coming from the Federalist Society, which I guess in order to get on that list, you have to meet certain criteria that would be uh, acceptable to uh, a conservative. You know, that's, you know, right. but like I said, that's what they get to do. If, if the person retires or resigns or, or yeah, retires uh, while you're the president, you get an opportunity to appoint someone else. This is what I'm saying about the hypocrisy, though, man, because you sit there. Yeah. He's, he's trying yeah. to act all righteous and everything, screaming, like, looking crazy as hell, might I ask. Might, might I ask? And I'm like, everything you're accusing him of trying to do, you guys basically did the same thing in the Obama presidency. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, Hey, Lindsay, I'm going to need you to explain to me why the Speaker of the House or whatever, the, um, like Ms. McConnell or whatever, refused right. to bring the man in to be interviewed. Can you why, Tell me why he delayed that for two years. Give me mm-hmm. an explanation because you're accusing me of trying to do something that you basically did. At the end of the Obama presidency, so yeah. you are a hypocrite. You sit there, you try to act all righteous, calling people out when your party is guilty of the very thing that you're trying to put on blast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. come on, man! Like at the end of the day, we are, listen. We understand that if you win the presidency and you got the majority, you get to pick the uh, Supreme Court justice. Fine. But what we're saying is, so you don't. You don't pretty much stay in the seat. Can we get an FBI investigation into these allegations? How hard would mm-hmm. that be? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll just be honest. That that Mitch McConnell man, uh, he's just filled with hypocrisy. I mean, he he said they didn't even interview a guy when Obama's last year when Scalia died. And that was that seat was open for a whole year. And now they're saying, or the Democrats are saying, well you got the current president that's under investigation. Can't you hold that open? You know, at least until after the midterms, but they don't want to do that. Because see that's what that's the that's the hypocrisy. And they, they just, they, they, they just do what they want to do. They just do what they want to do, you know. I don't know, man. I just, yeah. I don't know. And the Democrats have got to stop trying to be, trying to be the most reasonable ones. They gotta, in other words, they're gonna have to fight fire with fire, man. Because, and 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 I do, I do applaud. Uh, Michelle Obama, when she said, "When they go low, you go high," but I think this calls in this period of time, 
this calls for some drastic measures. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'll I'm, I'm, be very like I didn't I didn't really get a chance to um, watch the whole thing with, with Kavanaugh this week. You know, when he was acting crazy because I just had I had it turned off, man. I was like, I can't, nah. Because he just got he's just one of those people where it's like I know if we're in the same vicinity for longer than an hour, we're probably going to end up fighting. But like he he's, he wanted to, he got that type of face. Yeah. But you know, it's like he's a person with privilege. He had privilege, and yeah. he took advantage of the privilege that he had. I just don't. I don't know how you make excuses. Like, why? What? What was be so wrong about doing the FBI investigation just to make sure something like this didn't occur, or to save his name? That's it. But the beating well, around I the think, bush makes you look guilty. It's very Trumpy. It's very, very Trumpy. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, Ron. It's it's just it, this is like I said, man. I don't know. It just I don't know. I just I guess I'm waiting for the midterms to see what happens and everything. And uh, I don't know. It may be an uphill battle. To to uh, to win the Senate, they might be able to 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 win the House. I don't know if they'll win the Senate, uh, but we just have to wait until the midterms to see what's going to happen. And hopefully, the enthusiasm, uh, the people showing up to vote, uh, that 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 will motivate a lot of people uh, with their enthusiasm the people who do want to participate because I think they understand what happened as a result of uh, the 2016 by them not showing up. So I think they, I'm hoping that the turnout during this midterm is bigger than, uh, or as close to the type of turnout you get maybe during a presidential election, but we'll see. Man, I can't, I can't wait to vote. You have no idea. Hmm. And you know, okay, wait, matter of fact, I think, I think, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the taxis around here are giving free rides to uh, senior citizens so they can go vote. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And uh, you know, to show you how how the president impacts the rest of. Um, the rest of the state and local governments. I'll give you an example. Here in Pennsylvania, we have the current governor, who's a Democrat, running against a Republican. His yeah. name is Scott Wagner. His name is Scott Wagner. The Democrat's name is Tom Wolf. Okay. Now, Scott Wagner says. Well, the commercial that I've seen, I don't know how true it is, but they say that just like Trump refused to release his tax returns, this guy is refusing to release his. And he refused to put his money, uh, to put his business into a blind trust. So you see how when one person... When one person is able to get away... This is like saying, well, the president can do it. I don't see why I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, that's, that's, that seems to be an epidemic going on around the country because now that you mentioned it, um, we got a guy here, Congressman Scott Taylor. Oh, let's, we, I, we're actually the same age. That's crazy. Congressman Scott mm-hmm. Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. He, um, supposedly his camp was involved with getting signatures for us and everything for like a third party candidate in order to take votes away from the Democrats. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's yeah. that's the story around here. So mm-hmm. what, listen, why are we why are we cheating, yo? You you in the yeah. business of public service. If people like you, they will vote for you. Obviously, you feel what's going on right now. The head of your party is bringing you down. And in return, you're seeing a grassroots movement rising up. And let's just be honest. I think a lot of these people who are Democrats that are winning these races races are actually independents. Let's just keep it real. But they know mm-hmm. that they can't have the same type of impact if they're listed as an independent. I believe most of them are, but they had to list as Democrat in order to get where they needed to be. You're going to see a change in the Democratic Party. And see, what's, what you've done now, you sparked um, a more progressive movement. That's like, okay, we know we can't rely on who's out there to get it done. It's time we do it ourselves. You know... When you, now that you mention it, I think it was earlier in the year where I guess the DNC, they had this uh, big powwow where they did somewhat change the rules a bit. I don't know if it's when you go through the primaries or I don't know how it went, but somehow you had to declare yourself. If you're, if you had to declare yourself as a Democrat at some point in the process. Where that is, I don't know. Maybe it was before, like, when you came into, since you were looking for a Democrat. Because most of, like, okay, like, your state might not have a situation where it's only two, where independents can vote. In my state, only the two major political parties can vote in the primaries, you know. So maybe that's where, you know, that might have came in, you know. Right. So... I can see some validity. I can see some validity in what you're saying in in reference to uh, people being independents, but in order to get elected, they felt they had to run as a Democrat, and which is pushing the party further to the right. And also, you got people who are who are uh, Democrats that are actually more progressive. If you look at Stacey Abrams in Georgia, she might be the first female uh, uh, black female governor. You look at uh, Gilliam in Florida, I think he's leading by about nine points in Florida. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think a lot of these people who are winning these races are gaining momentum. After listening to them speak, I believe that they're really independent. Mm -hmm. Some of them. Um, But they know that that's not going to move. That's not going to move the needle on the ballot. You got to list yourself as Democrat, so you feel like you got a chance. And I think that's what they're doing. You're going to see a more progressive movement in the Democratic Party. So this is like, it, although this is hell, this this may have awakened their worst fear. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope so. At this point, 
Yeah, this may have a make awaken their worst fear. So I'm hoping it goes that way. Um, because we definitely need a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to start getting some things done, making people's lives better. Um, the hardworking taxpayers in this in this country, man. Yeah, and we gotta start helping out our poor people, and we gotta do something mm-hmm. about this homeless person problem too, man. Like, it's crazy, man. It should be, you know, something better we can do than just let people live on the street. Well, you know. You know, I think for those people who are truly, truly trying to get off the streets, um, I think that's 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 a good thing. But some of the people choose choose that they choose that. I mean, you you would think who would choose that? Who would choose that? But there are people that actually do. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. But like I said, it's like it's like if you give everybody a chance to succeed, not everybody's going to take it. Right. You know, that's yeah. that's just human nature. Some people have more of a drive than others. That's just what it is. That's why I don't understand mm-hmm. why they feel like, oh, this is going to start happening, and then you know these people are going to have, give opportunities, not take away from us. No, it's not the case. The people who want an opportunity are going to take advantage of the opportunity. But mm-hmm. there's going to be people who just want to do the same thing or just get by, or maybe they don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's just human nature. But um, yeah, I think that's, I think Scott Taylor, he's probably gonna lose his seat to um, her name is Elaine Luria, so that's another woman oh. right there coming up. All right. Yeah, they say there's over 250 some women running for political office. Yeah, they had this seat. Wow. Yep. They they figured they figured out that they was they was forging ballots. They ended up removing that that third party candidate off the ballot, and he mm. dropped out of a um, debate. He was a debate he was supposed to have. He dropped out of it. So yeah, he in trouble, man. Wow, wow, he in wow. Trouble. Yeah, and and she's and she's ex-military too, so he's in trouble. Yeah, those are the types of people will resort to. You know? I guess we must have went too long or something, man. <laughs> I guess but so. you know it is what it is. That's what we do, man. Yeah. So we're going we gonna to go ahead and end out the show. Anything you want to say before we get out of here, man? No, I'm good. Well, it's another good show. We'll be back. Um, I don't know. At least by Tuesday, I should say. Because we've been doing okay. that pretty uh recently. So we'll see. All right. Uh, another good show, another good conversation. You know, next time you want to join in, it's 516-418-5467. Hit us up on Twitter. And also check out the Facebook page. And with that, we out of here, man. All right. See ya. All right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.